You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. We know that there's some places, as we've said before, that you can believe the Lashon Hara. One is, we've talked yesterday about uh, hearing it in Bezdin. Another thing which I didn't go into, and because it's a very difficult halacha to determine in today's time, a person who you know never lies, a person who you know is the most honest, non-judgmental, objective person. If there's someone like that that you have that relationship with, then you can believe the Lashonara that he's saying. The third case you can believe it is where he didn't mean to say the Lashon Hara. He was trying to say something else. He was talking about something totally different, but through the story, some negative information came out. But you can tell from the way he was talking, he, the person was not trying to say something negative about the, that who you've, that you've been able to extract that from. So that's called Masiach Lefi Tumo. So there's Betin, Edut, there is Neman Kebetre, someone who you believe like Edut, and then there's Masiach Lefi Tumo. In all those cases, of course, uh, you can believe that what happened occurred, but you have to do whatever you can to try to judge it in a proper way. Don Lekavshus. Even if you can't Don Lekavshus, the only way, again, you need to be clear that whoever is talking saw the thing himself. Um, and even after you've heard it, you obviously can't tell it over to anybody else. Now, the Mishnah Burah, in his masterpiece, the Chofetz Chaim, with all the sources, shows how difficult all these Hatayrim are. And most of the time, these Hatayrim don't apply. There's a lot of, again, and I encourage everyone to try to have a Seder in Hilchus Loshon Hara. It's the way Dr. Kogan was asking about it the other day, about how to resist the big Yetzirahara. One of the things Chaim Kanievsky, Shabi Gazut, and others have taught us that when we learn about halachos, even if they seem to be very difficult, it'll help. If there's someone who has a hard time waking up in the morning, well, learn hilchos birchos hashachar. Learn these halachos. A person isn't made of stone. Eventually, you'll feel like you're a hypocrite if you're not doing what you're learning about. And if you can learn it in a way that's satisfying, in a way that's fun, yes, fun, and gishmak, and interesting, then I assure you, you will be speaking less Lashon Hara. Um, the Mishabura says, the, the idea that you trust this person innately, it's hard to find out what that is today. And the Mishabura says a very strong statement. I feel it's it's low matsui. I feel kemat echad me elef shenu cholomar love shenemonim dvar betzleinu kishnei edim. Today, do you know someone who, when you hear that person speak, it's like the real truth? You know, he never adds anything. He says exactly the way it is. 
Um, it's very difficult to find such a person like that. Um, the Chofetz Chaim adds in a footnote that there are many people who who go who, who mistakenly believe Lashon Hara in a certain situation. When they hear the Lashon Hara from their parents or from their wives, many people come home at night. If they're lucky enough, they have a wife who'll talk to them and listen. And they basically, that's the one they say the Lashon Hara to. Right? Um, you know, no one else, okay, you go home, you put up a nice front, you say hello. When you go home, you say, you wouldn't believe the, the, what this person said to me. Or your wife comes home and she comes and speaks to you. Um, or perhaps you have a family dinner and the father comes down in the house and talks about something difficult that occurred. Many people think that you can believe that. Why? Because they have no uh, horse in the race. This is, this is the when they're speaking honestly to each other. So you have to believe it happened. Your wife is telling you about what happened with one of her friends. You're telling her what happened at work. So, Lachora, you would expect your wife to believe you what you're saying and to accept exactly what it is you said. But the Chofetz Chaim says this is a Toas Gemurah. And therefore, he says that don't just assume. And again, that doesn't mean the wife isn't going to say it or the husband doesn't say it. But the husband, the wife, the child, it's also for them to be macabre what they're hearing. And even though they can't stop their parent, they can't just stick their fingers in their ears, but they cannot believe what they are hearing and they have to try to don the kapskus. Um Uh, and again, Masih Lofitumo is a very, uh, it's, 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 it would, you need a lot of expertise to be able to allow that. Um, the Chavetz Chaim says that if the person talking says it in front of the person, he, he, in other words, you happen to be witnessing it. And Ruvain is telling Shimon what he saw Shimon do. And and Shimon is explaining himself. And Shimon is his answer seems so bad. It's so transparently false. He does the worst job. If Shimon had shut up and said nothing. Let's say Levi was watching it. Levi would have been able to come up with some terrets of what Ruvain was saying. But when Ruvain confronted Shimon, and Shimon started stuttering and muttering and, and, and making up things that were so weird, at that point, Levi can believe it. Because there, you'd, in other words, normally if Shimon's not there, Levi has to don look up schus. Or Levy would say, "How do you, I don't know if you really saw it. Maybe what you you were mistaken." But here it was Shimon didn't say that. Shimon didn't say what are you talking about. Shimon didn't say that. So you can use the weakness of Shimon's response to basically allow you to believe this negative thing. 
Um, the um, another type of situation he talks about is, let's say um, there's a bunch of people staying in a in a in a in somebody's house or in a hotel room, and something was stolen from one of the people. Um, and it turns out um, one of these people is known to be a Ganif as a history. And the rest of the people are all known as, as, as kosher people. In that type of situation, you, you can believe that this guy, although he doesn't admit it, you have a right, the Chabot Chaim says to because to to suspect someone else out of the blue who never had a history is bad. So the one who actually has a history of being a Ganif and has been known to be a Ganif, you can assume, again, he may be able to prove that he wasn't, but you have a right to assume in that situation that he is. You don't have to start thinking, well, he can't be there. Maybe someone else is the Ganif. Chiddush, because you might have thought he should just say, well, I don't know. Maybe uh, someone else decided to become a Ganif this time. But since assuming that is saying, is, is assuming something negative about other people, and that, that's another case where you would be able to believe and now know that the guy has stolen again and that he didn't repent his ways and that he still is a Ganif. So those are ways to sort of, you have a right Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.